Oh my god, Becky. It's Monday. Two o'clock. It's time. The Junk and Jam Hour with Christopher Albert. It's the Junk and Jam Hour with Christopher Albert. Radio Free Brooklyn. Oh yeah. Oh my god, Becky. Tune in to Radio Free Brooklyn. This is the Junket Jam Hour. <laughs> this is the Junket Jam Hour. <laughs> oh yeah. This is the Junket Jam Hour. Radio Free, Radio Free, Radio Free Brooklyn. Junket Jam, Junket Jam, Junket Jam, Junket Jam, Junket Jam. The Junket Jam Hour. Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> This is the Junket Jam Hour. I am your host, Christopher I am Albert. Your host, Christopher Albert. I am your host, Christopher Albert. I am your host, Christopher Albert. Happy Monday, everyone. You are listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. I am your host of the Junket Jam Hour, Christopher Albert. Uh, today, I have a very special guest for you for our very first Junket Jam Hour show. She is a native New Yorker who just so happens to be a stand-up comedian. She once won the top prize at the New York Underground Comedy Festival. She's a producer as well. Uh, she has produced uh, lots of famous monthly comedy showcases, uh, including The Disruptive Influence, and she also co-produced The Tom Foolery Hour. Uh, she's a writer, which I guess is redundant to call a stand-up uh, but you know, no, I guess not many people know musicians are writers as well. She staged a one woman show called The Bottom Layer, a journey from depression to slightly less depression. <laughs> she uh, embarked on a 70 city tour with Pink Collar Comedy Tour, which eventually evolved into the Cake Comedy Tour. Uh, last year, they just finished a fan funded uh, 10 city tour uh, last spring. She's been featured in the New York Daily News. CBS Local News and The Queen's Chronicle. Her debut album, Cry Through It, is amazing. I've listened to it, and um, we are going to talk about that. Please help me welcome the very talented, the very funny, Carrie Graviton. Yay! Hi, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. How's it going? I'm well. Thank you so very much for joining us on the yeah. very, well, I guess the return of the Junk and Jam Hour. Junk and Jam. Which, which am I? Am you I? you can be whatever you like. Okay. You can, <laughs> <laughs> I'd imagine you spread like, not in like a... a right out of the gate. Right out right of the at, gate. Right out of the gate. Within the first I was going to say you spread nicely. I spread, so. I spread like jam. <laughs> yes. Let's get that out of the right. Yeah. <laughs> Like smooth, like jelly. I'm smooth, like jam. And I'm not junk. I mean, you know, if it's one or the other, I have to be jam, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll be the junk. You'll be the junk. I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it's been, I don't even know how long it's been. I know. We used to hang out all the time and then. We used to be best, well, I wouldn't say best wigs, but we, we could have been. <laughs> yeah. 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 We used to grind it out in the open mics, in the gritty in, NYC open mic scene back yeah, in the Dizzy. Back in the Dizzy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going, I believe I'm going on t- t- 10 years. Okay. This November. 
How so, long have you been? Uh, 11 and a half years. Wow. So, and it'll be 12 years in June, I guess. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. And you've done so much. When you, I mean, when you read the whole bio at once, it sounds like I've done a lot, yes. <laughs> In 11 years of doing it. So yeah. my first question to you is, obviously, life aside, um, you are a redhead, right? We were just talking about yes. this with another redhead in the yes, studio. Yes. Do redheads have more fun than blondes? Yes, I would say empirically, <laughs> scientifically, that has been proven. Next question. Just, <laughs> <laughs> we, we are actually um, less affected by, uh, it is science that um, anesthesia, anesthesia? anesthesia does not affect redheads oh. as much. Like there's some so, weird chemical that we're missing. Do you need like laughing gas? To, I like, need put more. You down? Yeah, you so need more. One time I was about to go under, and the doctor, the anesthesiologist, said, "Are you a natural redhead?" <laughs> and I thought he, I had no idea why That's he was odd. Like, I was like, "All right, sir. Like, way to hit on me. Like, right as you're about to make me unconscious." And I went, "Yeah." I hope you know this is all business from the neck yeah. up, sir. Yeah, I know. I was like, "Please, <laughs> I need to trust you. You're going to make me unconscious." And then I said, "Yes," like very hesitantly, and he was like, "Oh, I just need to know because it means that you might need more." Oh. of the good stuff and i was and like this is all news to you yeah and then i googled down. it and sure enough it's true you know like now you the, had time to google it just before he no afterward, afterward i, I had yeah. to be put under trusting that that guy wasn't a creep he wasn't a creep yeah now you just made a trip uh recently uh from the down under i did last december i did it yeah <laughs> it was my bucket list for like was it a million years tell us I, a little bit about that i wanted to go down under I need to, I have a, a I have a hit all the continents uh, bucket list and I've done uh, North America, Europe and Asia and oh, wow. Australia was next on, it's a bitch to get there, man. Yeah. But it was on the list. Uh, how long was the flight? Um, it was 16 days. It was about 16 days. <laughs> yeah. It was 16 hours plus then a four hour layover in China, in mainland China. Wow. And then. So wait, did you get to visit? China twice, or was that? I mean, your visit, visit the airport. I mean, I uh, was afraid yeah, to well. leave the airport because you're. It's terrifying to be illiterate. You don't yeah. speak the language. You can't read anything. Yeah. It's like, and so airports are kind of safe because they're sort of, you know, the same in every city in the whole world. You can kind of yeah. navigate an airport, but um, yeah, the flight. I think it was about twenty hours uh from takeoff to landing yeah. in Sydney. Yeah. And that's cool. And, and you found uh, what I saw on Twitter earlier. You found a little note, I guess, that you saved from your flight, or was oh, it yeah. just in picture form? I, I, so I was, I was, I journal, and uh, there, <laughs> as you should, the flight. I cheaped out on the flight uh, there, which I don't record. I saved two hundred bucks, and it was like the worst flight I've ever taken in my whole life. And there was a lot of crying babies, and I took a bunch of. Uh, Xanax and red wine and earplugs yes. and white noise and eye, eye mask and nothing nothing <laughs> could put me out. I tried to put myself out to sleep and nothing could do it. Because you're obviously a redhead. You need right, more right. than I needed just more. a little right, red right, wine. And... Right, exactly. So, um, yeah, I needed like seven gummies of like pot gummies or something. I don't know what would have done Horse it. tranquilizer. I need, yeah, basically I needed horse tranquilizer. So, um, you have a new album. Mm -hmm. When did it release? March, April, uh, July thirteenth. Oh well, I'm all. I'm. It's like literally brand spanking new. Yes, it's out uh, a month and a half now. Uh, it re it was released on July third, uh, the Friday the thirteenth. Oh wow, was and that purposeful? Yes, I thought. Well, that's a good. 
That way, if it doesn't sell, I can blame it on the day, you know? Um, and if it does sell, I can be like, see, Friday the 13th ain't nothing. I told you guys. Yeah, it'll be I fine. told you. Um, what made you uh, embark on such an endeavor? I mean, I know it's silly to ask every... I mean, the goal is always, you know, to get to a point where you have enough material. Yep. Uh, and not just enough material. Obviously, material that you feel um, work together. Yep. And, you know, you can put together a show. A right. A good, meaningful show. Um, so, tell us how uh, it's entitled Cry Through It. Mm-hmm. The Happy Comedy Carrie Gravenstein. That's right. That's right. How long have you been working on this project? Um, so, oh, that's a good question. Uh, Vicky Cooperman is a good friend hey, of mine. Vicky. Yeah, Vic, shout outs to Vicky because she was doing some uh, like workshops on 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 the the actual tangible advice on how to get things actually done. Done. Not just like inspirational stuff, like keep writing and yes. like not, but just like no. the the really nuts and bolts. You're never ready, right? Just plan it, and yeah, then you'll that, be ready. That's what that's what she said. She was like, she was like, before you leave today, I want you to put on the map a day that you want to record. Put it six months out. Then you have six months to write it, yeah. figure it out, get an opening act, get a venue. Blah that's, blah. blah. That, that's that's definitely helped me. Obviously, something I had to learn later on, especially with some of my comedic goals, is put a date to it. Yeah, that's it. It's 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 that simple and that hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like the cha- it's a challenge. It's a challenge. So I six months from then was uh, I guess October, and then I found the venue, and you know, then it all came together. So uh, Vicky Cooperman was obviously your muse, and you recorded it at the Duplex in yes. New York City. Um, I thought I was gay, but obviously, I know the Duplex it's is gay a great it's- venue. <laughs> yes. And it's been a venue for comedy for oh my gosh, ever. yeah, they were amazing. Music, they, they really did a good job of they. I was like, look, I, I'm going to book this, and I'm going to sound all calm now. But the night of, I'm going to be freaking out, and I need you to know that, like, it, like it'll be fine. And the guy was like, yeah, we've worked with divas. Like you're, we, you're going to be you're fine. fine. Yeah, you're fine. Did you wear like a bedazzled top? Of course, yeah, <laughs> I, I had to. Then, yeah, I'm sure you looked great. Now. uh Obviously, turnout was great. Turnout was good. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what? So, so from the time you recorded it, from the time that it was manufactured. Yeah. So that's, if I were to do it again, I would cut that time down a lot. Really? Because I recorded it in October and the album didn't get like out and ready July. to buy till July. And that was a lot of me stalling and freaking out. What was, was what like, was so what was the freaking out about? Just, were you, you editing? What yeah, were you well, doing? Well, I, I hired a sound guy who was amazing, and then the, then the ball is in my court. Was this Eugene or yes, Dan? Yes, this was Eugene first, and then Dan did the mastering. Got it. Um, like I know the difference. <laughs> I know. I had to, that's the other thing is like I had to learn all this. Like I don't know from mastering. I don't know. I was like, all you right. Are the- yeah, you master you master of right. the audios. Right. So um, Eugene was like. Uh, great, listen to it and let me know what edits you want. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I stalled on that for months because it's yeah. just, it's hard to listen to your own voice. And it's, it can be. And you only hear the flaws in the joke and like the tags that you left out and the, the weird pauses. Oh, and for that. me, it's the tags always come mm. in hindsight. Oh, oh yeah. I could have added that. Yeah, exactly. But so, the, you just write it down and then hope for the. Yeah. I need to do this whole thing again just to add this one line. Right. So, and then, and then I, I edited out all of my. 
uh, um, um, yeah, and you think you speak clearly and articulately, and then you hear yourself, and it's a lot of, uh, so I, there was a lot of that. You know, I'm, I'm really impressed Thank with, you. with the, with the lack of us and ums we well, are doing was, today. That, oh, good. Yes. Right yeah. now, even. I'm trying very hard. But, but again, if we listen to this later, you might hear more ums it's and It's a conscious and, effort. You have to, you know, you have to. Keep your ears open right. to things like that. And be comfortable with just pausing for like a second. It's never as long to the audience as it is to you. So now uh, cry through it, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which I guess is another redundant saying for any comedian, right? We're always crying through life. But obviously lots of people, excuse me, well, maybe wi- excuse me for being such a sexist. Because <laughs> you usually, well... I'm kind of more in tune with my feminine side, so mm-hmm. I'm okay to cry. Even though being married for the last four years, I don't cry as much as I used to. <laughs> no, that's good. You kind of learn how to throw things, and you. Um, but um, is that is this project? Has it been kind of? Oh, this is what all that self therapizing has led up to. I mean, because you think of it, I know when you start comedy. The goal is eventually that it's not for therapy. This is to make people laugh. This is to help other people. Right. It's right. to help them, right. not help myself. But you kind of have to get your own therapy right. out of the way. Well, we're all in this together. Like, we're all in this we're together. We're all in this together. Like life is a giant, you know, cesspool of nightmares. And if we can navigate this together, like we as the human race but have do, to navigate but, this. But now, was it like an aha moment for you when you finally got this project together? Like, oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm completely... You know, I'm in a good place. Obviously, oh, you, no. you talk about. Uh, <laughs> I would never, I would never jinx the <laughs> by being like, well, the minute you think you're in a good place, maybe I'm too cynical. But like, the minute you think you're in a good place, something, I is, know. something is going to come well, down. But and, you still put hard work, not only yeah. into your own work, but obviously into yourself, yeah. right? Because yeah. you you don't want your audience to feel sorry for you you're like no i'm good you're the problem right but you want to be related what i want to be related i want to tell you how i how i mastered life obviously right i'm still trying to exactly exactly so then i think if you just make something relatable if people are like oh my gosh it's so like hilariously tragic i would do something like that or like yeah you know that's why i mean i think that's why comedians have a lot of material about jobs and spouses and you know things that people relate to now you talk a lot about obviously relationships Mm -hmm. dating not just relationships in dating but all the relationships around you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right um now you obviously have your 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 loving father Mm -hmm. who likes to give you dating advice oh gosh yes (laughs) i mean he likes to give it to me yeah i mean he has the best advice on dating what's like his well, it, dad just can't understand why I'm single, which is flattering. I mean, it, that's his way of saying like, but you're a catch. But he, <laughs> he, he trips over the fact that he's my dad. Yes. When he tries to compliment me on my physical appearance. And it's really gross. So he'll be like, but you it's kind of creepy. It's like, kind of creepy, like looking me up and down. He's like, yeah. but surely you could get a man. What? Why? And I'm like, oh, dad, yeah. don't tell me I'm still bangable. Does, like, does, dad he ever, just, does he ever give you the Ivanka Trump line? If only... 
Oh if no, only you were not my. I daughter. mean, not it's not so overtly, but like <laughs> it. I mean, it's edged on that. It's you know, it's gross. So I, uh, we're gonna play some tracks, okay? And 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 the first one uh, I want to play. Oh, nah. you have to be proud. I'm proud. Let's do it. I'm saying now. The way we're gonna do this is okay. We're gonna play it. Mm-hmm. If you have any commentary, we'll we'll stay live on air while we okay, play. Okay, so I can comment over my own voice or you right can. after. Okay. Does that sound like something fun for you? Yes, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. So, uh, the first... And I don't know what track you're going to play, so this will be... Oh, well, well it, the first track is track number six. Okay. Yeah, but not here. Okay, yes. Obviously, I think it'll. it's a little gateway into parts of your dating... I want to say dating life or dating fiascos, mm-hmm. dating scenes. Mm-hmm. We've all had them. Mm-hmm. It's... <laughs> oh, yes. So uh, we are going to play a track... From Carrie Gravinson, Cry Through It. This is yeah, but not here. <laughs> Very explicit. I uh, recently went on a third date. You guys know, yeah, who is right? Uh, yeah, you guys know what third date means. It's in the Constitution. You have to, you have to fuck the guy, right? It's... <laughs> Uh, so I did, you guys, I made Tinder work. It, it, like, I had it, like, it, I did the whole thing. I went and I had the sex with the guy. (laughs) Yes, I know. It can happen to you. Like, stay, stay strong, America. Like, we got this. Uh, and, uh, so we do the deed. It is mediocre. (laughs) Poor guy. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. You gotta get the mediocre. No names. But afterward, I, um... I want to sleep. I'm about to fall asleep, and I want to sleep in his clothing. Why? So it'll smell like me the next day, and he'll fall in love with me. Because that's science, right? That's, you can just squirt science onto a T-shirt. And then the next day, he's like, mmm, science, I love Carrie, you know? So I curl up, and this is post-coital, which is sort of a vulnerable, intimate moment, right? I curl up on, a, on his shoulder, like here, and I say... In my, like, hopefully adorable voice, which I apparently don't have, I just learned recently. Like, I'm not a cute-sounding person. But I said, do you have a T-shirt? And he went, yeah, but not here. (laughs) And I said, oh, okay, so where? And he went, I got a stockpile of weapons upstate. (laughs) So I said, what what do you think I just asked you? What did you... What did you hear me say to you? And he goes, do you have a taser? I was like, so you bring a woman back to Bushwick. You have sex with her. She curls up on you and says, do you have a taser? And you don't bat an eye? That's like a normal question in your life. Like... Apparently That's a normal so. date three question for you? Like, wow. Brooklyn people are kinky. Follow-up question. Don't answer this. Why do you have a stockpile of weapons upstate? Don't answer. Never mind. But I did get a t-shirt that night, and it said, Taser, I hardly know her. <laughs> Yay. The taser, I hardly know her part isn't the true part of the joke. Did you guys get that? All right. That's the, that's the exaggerated part I made up. 
that there's just there's no other way to work Taser. I hardly know her into a joke. I started from that punchline and worked back. You guys, mm-hmm. that part's not true either. Just a little inside there for you. Uh, Yay. So you hear it now, and like, I, it takes so long to get to the funny part, you know? Like, I don't know, just the. the it the, sounds um, the setup, incredibly. The setup is so long. It's, it's what's it's supposed to be. It's mm. conversational. It's yeah. having fun. It's being in the moment. We're just in the room together, chatting. Chatting, drinking? Yeah. Was there booze flying around? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got to keep your you got to keep the uh, comedy audiences uh, lubricated. Uh, now, what now? What what's going on in your head here? Because you're like, I mean, obviously, that's always a thought. It's like, oh, like I could have squeezed in another joke or right, right. You know, and, and obviously you want to get to. But there's um, but that doesn't seem like your style. Your st- I know I have a I have a more storytelling. storytelling. Yeah, I tell the story and then hopefully like in the setup, there is still humorous humorous language in the setup so that it's not like just dead silence until I get to the punchline. Yeah. So I try to like work in some like, you know, lighthearted things in the setup. But you're right. It's a storytelling vibe. It's a great story. Thank you. And that really happened. Uh, Well, we know. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it had to happen. And then I never, I never did see that guy again. No. So no fourth date. No fourth date. He ghosted me. I mean, the true story, like in, in retelling, I'll be like, yeah, screw that guy. He's crazy. But the real story is that he ghosted me. <laughs> like, so he got some putang mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on the third date. Yep. And then that was it. And then that was it. Yeah. We had coffee the next morning and then I never saw him again. That's it. Did you think you weirded him out by I think wanting I, a t-shirt? I, I think s- I scared him because uh, I, I think I said something like, when can we meet up again? And he was like, you're too clingy. <laughs> and I was like, all right. It was okay when you asked the second date. Yeah. You, when you asked that. Right. Sure. Right. Let's meet up tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Well, because, yeah, I gave him what I wanted. I mean, Did your father give you an earful um, after this story? Yes. Well, I mean, that's on the album, too. Yeah. Um, Dad doesn't understand the multiple dating thing. Right. Uh, where, and I guess it, you it should know, just be one person at a time. One person at a time. But I'm like, you know, then you're just wasting time, <laughs> you know, because sometimes it can take a couple dates to figure out that someone's wrong for you. And 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 where do you typically meet um, these gentlemen callers? Tinder. <laughs> yeah. And I did Hinge for a bit. Hinge is like Tinder. Yeah. Um, and I guess in real life. Now, is that part of your profile? Hey, I'm a, I'm a funny gal and this is what I do. Or you kind of save that. Oh, for the do first you mean do I tell up? them on the... Well, I mean... Like one how of, much... You're already so vulnerable every day on stage. Right. Do right. you keep something... And this is where you let everything out on stage, right? Right. Do you keep something for yourself, I'd um, imagine? I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, yeah, I think so. And then... I think if if men, when you put that you're a comedian in the profile, in the dating profile, like they just want to ask about that. And yeah. then sometimes they're like, I want to go to my first open mic. Yeah, exactly. You've got any right. pointers? Right, exactly. <laughs> so then you end up you end up giving, you're like, I'll mentor you. Be, that's, that's fun for a date. Oh, um, or that don't they, do it. Or they say, they challenge you. They phrase it as a challenge. Like, oh, you're a comedian. Make me laugh. <sighs> and then you're like, fuck off. Just... You know, like I'm still yeah. a regular person. How's like, that for laughter? Yeah. Yeah. Look in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> Look at your so, stupid face. So we are going to take a quick 
pause here to make a Radio Free Brooklyn announcement. Okie doke. Uh, by the way, guys, uh, this is our first show on Radio Free Brooklyn. It is Radio Uncensored, and it's a uh, it's a community radio station online. And uh, Radio Free Brooklyn does amazing things, and we are proud to announce that Radio Free Brooklyn is uh, partially funding an after-school program for local teenagers, and the goal is to um, get it up uh, by 2019. And um, the way the program works is to help uh, teens from the Brooklyn area and their schools learn about media and media making, which is obviously a big to-do now, right? Um, So that they can um, help be guided, you know, I guess the first step on their journey into becoming local professionals in broadcast radio and journalism um which is uh amazing you know we all have a voice we all will have something oh, yeah. to share and it's an amazing opportunity to have a platform and um don't worry carrie the gayness is almost over um <laughs> at least on my part um but yes yeah, so we uh still need your help and uh programs like these the teen after school program um could use some uh help from our listeners so if you would like to learn more about that, please visit RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash after school. Uh, read a little bit about the program and um, please just donate whatever you can. It's so, so good to channel teen energy into something productive. Yes. I think it's so important, you know, just to have a, a hobby that's not, that is, I don't know, healthy and productive. Did and you have unproductive, unhealthy well, like, hobbies as a like, teenager? If you like video games and you already wear a headset <clears throat> to do, like, I don't know, I feel like you could do radio as a kid and, and that would be a good outlet. You could do radio at home now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just yeah. Podcast away. Podcast, yeah. I, I think the main goal is when you find a program like what Radio Free Brooklyn is starting to organize is the resources and mm-hmm, you the know, guidance and the guidance the, right yeah yeah mm-hmm. and it's fun i don't know i always think this is fun it is fun it is fun it's so fun there's lots of wires and there's, headsets. Lots of, there's lots of wires and things there's like a whole board with lots of knobs and buttons on it it's so, cool. <laughs> so um now one of the things you uh specifically told me not to mention and not to ask you about is 9-11 dum 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 that's where we play the law and order a little dum 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 uh-huh. um so we won't okay <laughs> but we can ask you about fistulas Yes, you can ask me about anal fistulas. <laughs> now, um, we are actually not going to play track 12 today, which is the Pretty title, long. Cry Through It, right? Yeah. But, you know, you could give us a little walkthrough, because obviously this is the title of your album, Yep, Cry Through It. Yep. Uh, so I... Um, First, you don't have to get so graphic, right? But you had an anal fistula. What is that? Is that like a tearing... Yeah, so an anal fistula is basically where your asshole drills itself another asshole <laughs> out into the world. Yeah. So, and it took uh, so long for me to be diagnosed. Yeah. And I had lots of misdiagnoses. Very uncomfortable. I had lots of misdiagnoses. When, and, like, the, um, and the whole time like I was hemorrhoids. hemorrhoids you have hemorrhoids. Get out of here. And a fissure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They're like Here's hemorrhoids. Some cream. Get out. They didn't even. He didn't even look at me. And yeah. he was or look at that area. Yeah. And then he was like hemorrhoids. Here's some cream. Get out of here. And that so was, now I know it's different for men because when we get a pap smear, it's always <laughs> the butt. Right. They have to look. Right. When you get a pap smear, they don't do both. No. No. When they could be. 
Maybe. I mean, I think if you make a point to say this is an issue, but they would just probably refer you to another doctor. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't just do like one like crotch area doctor. <laughs> you have to make a special point to go to like a butt doctor. <laughs> so you actually needed a butt doctor. I needed a butt doctor and it took so many years. So five, so five years yeah. it took them to diagnose you? It took five years to diagnose and then treat and recover. Yeah. Yeah. It was awful. It was very awful. And I wanted, I I share my story for a few she reasons. She shares her story. One reason is because the, it was a horrible experience. And the, the I kept writing down funny things that were happening at the time because it was the only way I could cope. Right. And that's and the then, therapy. Yeah. Your own. Yeah. But also I want to be a cautionary tale. Yes. For, no pun intended. Cautionary <laughs> tale. Oh. In to, but, but don't ignore your butt problems, people. Don't ignore the butt problems. And every, every time I did the bit on stage while I was on tour, somebody, at least one person, would come up to me after the show and say, oh my God, I'm so glad you said something because I'm suffering with a butt issue and I'm going to go to my doctor. Wow. And I'd be like, yes, that's... That's the goal. That Go to the doctor earlier... But before it becomes a giant issue, yeah, you know, so. so it's like it's a plus, it's a win-win for everybody, right? Obviously, you get to share your story, right? And it's embarrassing, but it's not, it's not something that can't happen to anyone, right? You know, well, what you I mean? well, what is there to be embarrassed about, right? Well, just that it's your butt. Yeah, yeah, it's just my butt. Yeah, <laughs> that's where the dookies <laughs> Look at my come. Butt. The, dookies the dookies come out of here. My dookies hurt. I mean, Your dookies hurt. My dookies. Like one time, I, the, one of the first doctors I went to, I was like, I was like, my butt hurts, yeah. and she was like, okay. Like doctors keep a pretty yeah. Straight, Stop cycling. Straight face, right? Yeah. And then I went, I went. This is so embarrassing. And I meant what I meant was, this is so embarrassing that I have to have a doctor look at my butt. But she didn't bat an eye. She goes, why would you put up there? Oh, <laughs> like, no, nothing. I just meant in general. This is embarrassing. So that meant if that, I wanted to put something up there, it's just not comfortable enough yet for me to do so right can you help me get there right right ma'am doctor <laughs> dr lady ma'am doctor woman right so um so everything is cleared or is this something you still have to go for treatment for nope we're all good now that's amazing yeah and it and, it, and it's all because you had the courage to tell your doctor yes something. and then take one step in front of the next and get the proper diagnosis and then you know get the proper surgery and then get the proper recovery time and then now properly, so know. then so then this is where your title track comes from right right you obviously it was a painful uncomfortable and painful yes and then when they tell you nothing is wrong with you or they don't know what's wrong with you that's when you go home and oftentimes you literally had to cry because you didn't know what was wrong right. and i know you're probably googling is it cancer yet is it cancer yeah yet? i mean the, i mean the first thing you do is rule out that kind of thing <laughs> yes. like you got to rule out all of that stuff first yeah. and that's nerve-wracking you, you have to do a colonoscopy oh thing? Yeah. yeah oh yeah that was one of the first things they did was a colonoscopy yeah that's fun which is have you ever had one i i've had i had to be put put that put yeah, out you got to be put on yeah, yeah 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 and then they say are you a natural redhead well obviously like, for you yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's exactly. uh it's uncomfortable i mean the prep yeah. the prep is awful and grueling and you're yeah. you can't go anywhere you need somebody to pick you, you up someone to you pick have you to up. schedule the whole thing mm-hmm. you have to take you, you have to first meet with them mm-hmm. it takes you have to have consultations two, two days out of your life 
to get this done and it should be easier somehow it should be easier and you think i thought oh well if my entire digestive tract is empty i'll surely lose some weight <laughs> like wouldn't that be nice oh it's, you know just no. pick up smoking yeah no i yeah done done Easy. yeah done here's where we are so uh, so no more at least about this issue no more crying about this issue no no and it, it's so much better on this side of the issue let me tell you i this all happened while i was on tour so my three other tour mates knew all way too much about my butt and they saw the tears and the like yeah. the terror and the fear and the you know uh each doctor visit and they you know did a lot of hand holding yeah so um when they say like how are you feeling and i get to say like it's all better like nobody gets that relief more than they do like, yeah it's such a relief to not have this be an issue well i'm i'm glad that you you've healed (laughs) but no i I love that you were able to share this experience forever yes right because now uh cry through it is on sale on amazon.com that's right itunes iTunes and cd baby if you'd like cd baby baby. real live if you need an actual physical cd yes by the way your album art by lauren wang yes amazing she's the best yeah so um we are going to fast forward Okay. Right. Let's talk about track 13. Okay. Which Dinner one? with Ed. Oh, yes. Now, Ed is your... Stepdad. Stepdad. Not real dad. Now, Ed. does does your, do you get, like, different sound advice from your stepdad? And, like, or is it different? It's kind of more... How long think... has... How long has... Is it... What is Ed short for? Edward. 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 How long has this Edward person he has... been in your life? He's been married to my mom for almost 20 years. Right. So you guys so have a cool kind of friendship. He's very chill. Very funny. Yeah, he's very funny, very chill. I don't think he presumes We're to give me... We're not going to say he's funnier than your dad because that doesn't no, really hear that. They're both unintentionally funny, but Ed doesn't presume to give me any advice on my love okay, life. Okay, okay. He's there. If Boundaries. He, yeah, he doesn't think he knows any Does better he than also, I do. But he obviously listens. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we are... I think this this whole... This clip here obviously explains your relationship with your stepfather. Yeah. Perfectly. Pretty pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So we are going to play a, another clip. Uh, thank you so very much, Carrie, for sharing your talents with oh, us. Oh, no problem. So this is Dinner with Ed. Dinner with From Ed. Cry Through It. My parents are divorced. My mom is remarried, and uh, which means I have a stepdad, and he's amazing. He's awesome, which is fantastic. <laughs> Woo. And, uh, but he's, he's quirky. We went out to dinner one time and, um, See, I was um, eating calamari um, and I offered him some. I said, Ed, would you like some calamari? And without missing a beat, as if it had been on his mind forever, he just went, calamari tastes like condoms. <laughs> <laughs> that part did happen. <laughs> and I just, I said, I mean, there's a natural follow-up question, right? And so, when, when were you eating condoms? And the condoms that you were eating, were they battered and fried and dipped in marinara sauce? Because I would probably eat that. That sounds okay to me. So that conversation took place exactly word for word. A couple months later... My stepdad and I are guests at a wedding. 
And at the wedding, there's a beautiful buffet table, and on it is calamari. And my stepdad comes up to me, nudges me, and goes, those condoms look delicious. Right? Like, based on our inside joke, right? Uh, you guys get why he said this. Call back, right? And uh, then he looks up at me to see my reaction to our inside joke, and uh, guess what, guys? That's not me. <laughs> So my stepdad went up to a complete stranger at a wedding, nudged her, nodded at a table of food, and just went, those condoms look delicious. (laughs) She looks up, what the fuck was that? As you would, right? He looks up, holy shit, I got the wrong person. As you would. And he realizes in that moment, there's no graceful way to explain that comment. You know, like, how's he going to go back and be like, oh, no, my stepdaughter and I were... No, you can't. You can't. So he just went, yeah. <laughs> just did the creepy walk away, man. The walk away. She's out there. She's, she's living with that. To this day. <laughs> Ed was in the audience for, that, for yeah. this recording, yeah. Love Ed that. loves that joke. Yeah. Well, I mean... It's always weird. Obviously, I've gotten better at writing mom jokes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, from a healthy place. Right. right? It's a, it's a minefield. At first, it wasn't a healthy place. Right. And I don't know how. She just loves them. But um, I think, um, you know, when you not only relate to others, but you're also relating to your own family members. Mm-hmm. And they're such an integral part of your life. Right. And... These, if you can find a bit from it, oh yeah, which sure there are many to draw yeah. from. It's comedy but again, gold. It's the you therapy, don't... right? And everyone has mom or dad issues somewhere, yeah. even yeah. if they're not intense or do you, horrible. But but I guess what my point was, I was trying to ask you earlier. Do you get to a place where by the time you share it with the audience, you're already good with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think if you're you not good to with be. If you're freaking out about it, the audience can feel that. You're not ready. It's not ready yet. It's not ready yet. Yeah. Yeah. You got to make it. You have to go to the therapist. You need a little bit of distance. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. What I, I tried, I, I got dumped once and I tried to go on stage like and tell jokes about it like the next night and the audience could just feel that I was like on the verge of tears. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't, it wasn't funny yet. It's, right. You need a little bit of distance. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's one of the down. hard lessons. There you go for any anyone who's looking to date Carrie and, and wants some comedy advice. Mm-hmm. Just get it here first. Right. Before asking her. Get get my advice first. No, 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 no. No. This is where they're getting their advice from. Oh, I You've see. You've already put your advice out there. Yes. Come to her ready. Yes. Yes. Right. She's she's looking for someone who's ready. It's, it's, obviously, humor is very important in someone. Oh, yes. Definitely. In, in a mate. Yes. Yeah, definitely, and not just uh, not just being funny, but having a sense of humor, right? Which is not the same it's thing. It's not the same thing, right? You so, know, but, but, you don't have to sit there and be crafting jokes. Just be naturally funny. Have a sense of humor about right. yourself and the world, right? And be quick, you know, and ironic. And Does, like, uh, how about empathy? Empathy is huge. Yeah, Nobody totally. has empathy anymore. Yeah, these kids today. I tell you <laughs> what, kids today. We these kids and they're no so, empathy so fast. <laughs> it's bad. Bad, these millennials. Ugh. So, um, I want to share. I don't. I'm. I'm pretty sure you've seen some of your 
um, reviews for your album? Your oh. album? Uh, I think so. From Amazon, you mean, or From, iTunes? Oh, I haven't seen the iTunes. Okay, good. Neither have I. Okay, so then I think the Amazon I've seen. I've got it. Yes. Okay, good. So I've gotten some Amazon. So uh, here's one. We'll just. Um, I, I think I have the name here. Oh, Hector. Yes. Hector Parada. First of all, he rates it five out of five. Solid polarity. Uh, he recently drove from Milwaukee, uh, Wisconsin to Gainesville, Florida. Sorry about that, Hector. <laughs> well, he said it, was the, it wasn't the best drive, but listening to your album repeatedly made it way better. Yay. Now he says your storytelling, your metaphors and comments on modern life <laughs> are all top notch. Um, I don't know what to say about top notch. Top <laughs> just, notch. Just top notch. It's it's it's. I'll take it. I mean, top, you'll take you know, it. How many notches can there be? I'm on the it's top the one. T- actually, the top the one. The toppest one. It's, yeah. It's, the it's highest the, notch. It's the bee's knees. It is. Yes. Does it make you happy to hear that? You know, because it's not always in writing, right? When after a show, people come up to you, mm-hmm. and these are moments you remember. You have moments with your audience, but this. These live forever on I Amazon. I know. Isn't that exciting? Um, yeah, it's exciting. And I get text messages from people or little messages that are like, you know, my iTunes was on random and your album popped up and it made me laugh Yeah, on my way to work. And I'm like, oh, that's so nice. It's yeah. just, yeah. It's Here good. goes another one from Eric. Mm-hmm. Five out of five. I love this album. It's so restorative to listen to. Funny and wise. Mm. That's top notch. It's top notch. I mean, that's the top is not. Was that one of your? Obviously, it's it was restorative for you to even make. Right, right. I'd imagine this is this is someone who gets it. This is the reason why you made the album. Not only to put your fabulous work you've been working so hard on over the last eleven years out there. Mm-hmm. Not that you haven't. Right. But you know, a collection. But I can put this material to rest now and work on. Some, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, is it, you, you you get tired of saying the same jokes. I know. And a lot of this stuff has been sort of older material that I wanted to lay down so I yes. could get new stuff up and running. Yeah. And that's been good, too. Just to be like, okay, this is immortalized now. I can move on. Yes. Finally, and like write some new stuff. And I have a whole bunch of new stuff. I love it's it. great. Nothing yes. like new material, man. Nothing like new material. Yeah. Um, and especially when when you know there's so much potential to it. Or even if... But a lot of material you find i'm sure i mean obviously what you said earlier and it is true we do work backwards right right yeah yeah, yeah. Like, oh like, no that's the joke right that's funny let's and now need... build from there yep. we'll find yep how to get or in like there being broken up with it, it like it's it's so and i don't want to be the comic who always just talks about you know relationships but they they're so funny like funny things keep happening and then you're like oh it's such a good joke like I could boil that down and like make that into a punchline, yeah. you know. Yeah. And yeah, so I I have I to love that. I have to keep dating, so I just keep getting material. So while we have Carrie Gravitz in here at Radio Free Brooklyn, <laughs> here, here in Brooklyn, in Brooklyn, in Brooklyn, it's where happening. else would Radio Free Brooklyn be? I don't know. I do want to make an announcement. Um, uh, one of our hosts, um, Ben Lewis, uh, the host of Ben Talks Live, has an event coming up. On September 10th um, at the Pine Box Rock Shop. And uh, it's free. And um, that's at 9 p.m. 
So if you are interested, please visit all tickets and information. Uh, it can be found at bentalkslive.eventbrite.com. Mm. I usually just tell people, just go to Eventbrite. Mm-hmm. And enter the name. Just enter Ben Talks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben Talks Live. There you go. Uh, that should be a lot of fun. Cool. Um, so um, I love doing games. I don't have you for much longer, um, Carrie. But um, I do want to play a little game with you. Okay. If that- <laughs> I like games. She loves it. I love playing games. Um, and now this game, I these are called Funny Trick Questions. Okay. And I literally found they're dumb. Okay. And that's why I got these questions from www.dumb. Com. Oh my gosh. Well, someone has to own dumb.com. Yeah. And right. they're doing amazing work with it. Okay. Good. <laughs> so I got, uh, you know, I curated mm-hmm. some funny trick questions from dumb.com. Okay. And I'm going to ask you these dumb questions. So trick I feel like questions. the stakes are low because you're admitting these questions are dumb. So if I don't get them, it just means I'm too smart. Is that how I'm reading what you're... Why don't we go through well, it? I'm sorry. Okay. And I'm then, jumping the gun. I, yes, please read me the first. They literally are trick questions. They can be. Th- I, I right. think the thing is you will probably feel dumb if you don't get them. Okay. I think that's the gist of it. That's... Like I did. Most of my day <laughs> is feeling dumb about one thing or another. So if we can plan for it, I but feel But I have faith in you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now I'm scared. So question one. Okay. How can a man go eight days without sleep uh coffee <laughs> that's that's a good answer but no he doesn't sleep during the day he sleeps at night oh yeah you see okay. where this is going right yeah so second question. i think my answer was also good but okay. it was but it's not the answer on my paper okay so i get it now okay so these are little these okay trick I get, questions i get Think how dumb tricky, these are tricky okay gotcha 10 birds yep 10 of them yep. were sitting in a tree and a hunter yep. shot one. How many birds were left in the tree? <sighs> 10 birds were sitting. And a hunter shot one of them. How many birds were left in the tree? I mean, still 10. No? Nine? It's not going to be nine because it's going to be something stupid. Like Yeah. If- it's the, the answer mm-hmm. is... None. After one bird got shot, they all flew away. <laughs> well, that's just ridiculous. How are you going to guess that? I mean... Well, I guess birds do fly away at the sound yeah. of shrieking noise. Right. Okay, so moving on. If a plane crashes on the border of the United States and Mexico... You don't bury survivors. She's got it. Oh, yes. That's the one I knew. She's got okay. it. Okay. Here we go. I, there goes your ding. Okay. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Now, does England have a 4th of July? They do, but it's not Independence Day. It's on the calendar, but it's not a holiday. Okay. That's the trick of that question. Now, the real... That's... Yes, it's yes, they do. They also have July 5th and a July 6th. Right, okay. It was kind of literal. Yes. The very first time I ever went to London was on July 4th, actually. Oh, wow. I went there to gloat. <laughs> In your We're free! Fa- we're free now, suckers! Yes. They didn't like that. They don't think that's funny over there. Yeah, No. They're like, have some tea. Have some tea. Give me some goddamn <laughs> coffee, England. All right. What two words, when combined, hold the most letters? What two words, when combined, hold the most letters? 
Um, alphabet soup. <laughs> I like that. Is that is that this sort of cheesy trick? No. Oh no! It's the post office. Post office holds the most letters. letters. It's a letters pun. Okay. Okay. Didn't know that one. We're going to skip through some of these. How many books can you put in an empty backpack? Uh, how many books can you put in an empty backpack? Yeah. Uh, four. I don't know. <laughs> how many? One. After the first one, it's not empty oh, anymore. Oh, no. It's a logic problem. <laughs> have your cake and eat it too. Have Fill your backpack and, and have it still be empty. Okay, that's silly. Okay, here's the stupid one. Okay, this one's the stupid one. Okay. This is stupid. Okay, good. In South Africa, you cannot take a picture of a man with a wooden leg. Why not? Um, you can't take a picture. I don't know. Because... You can't take a picture with a wooden leg, Carrie. You need a camera to do that. Oh, my God. It's one of these, like, dangling <laughs> participle things. All right. All right. Because cameras aren't... That's so stupid. That's right. You can't uh, take pictures. How many sides does a circle have? Inside and outside. That's right. Oh, thank God. She got it. Look okay. at that. I'm only getting the ones I knew, though. You know what I mean? That's like, okay. Okay. They're there. Some months have 30 days while others have 31 days which month has 28 days all of them do that's right all months have 28 days at least 28 days at least right that is the trick oh okay so i feel like i got like half right were you keeping score how many i wasn't keeping score these are for fun i need to be graded so that i know if i'm like a worthy person (laughs) I i need like Tell me my credit score so I know if I'm good. You are absolutely worthy. Yay. You're totally worthy, Carrie. That's excellent. (laughs) Now, um, you are, now I know you have done some touring. Yes. Do you have any fun tours planned? Uh, at least, no, be, at least not in conjunction with this not album. With my no, not coming up. The the tour that we had is on sort of hiatus because everyone's so busy. Everyone got pregnant. Yay! Except for me. No, fifty percent. Fifty percent of us got pregnant. Uh, yes. Caitlin Bailey and I did not, but Aaron Judge and Abby Crutchfield. Abby. They both had babies. That's amazing. And they're raising the babies. They're raising the babies. The babies. So, yeah, we're not touring for a bit. Uh, if ever again. I mean, it might just be that we just did the five years and we'll, yeah. that, that would, I would be fine by me. How was touring? What kind of oh experience is so that? That's fun. like the thing to do it as was, a comedian. It never stopped being, even when it was exhausting and tiring and even, you know, when it was frustrating and stressful, it was still the most fun I've ever had in my life. Yeah. So much fun. We, like travel during the day. We'd have brunch, talk about what we were doing that night, drive, 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 roll into the venue, check in, do sound check, green room, chilling, do the show. Love it. Go out drinking afterward, either with the audience, you know, whoever was around and wanted to like hang out. Yeah. And then go to the hotel or wherever we were crashing and yeah, we got better at it the more we did it. We figured out how to make money. Yeah. After like it took a couple of years, but we finally figured out how to like maximize profits and like well because you can mm-hmm. right. There's no more like oh you know I need the stage time. I'm kind of new with this. Right. We could go in and be like I think once you hit that eight year mark, 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay to start putting value to your hard work. Yeah, yeah. So we could start demanding demanding it, a certain yes. amount of money, I guess. I know it's it's kind of a silly. I, I it's not a silly question because I'm definitely interested, and I know many uh, female artists. Is it still a difficult? Because you go on tour mm-hmm. with other women, mm-hmm. three other women. Yes. And, you know, um, I'm pretty sure that not, you know, not all business, you know, and we're coming up on business owners who are female at the moment. Right. But, you know, do you feel like you women are taken advantage of when there are other males involved? Yeah, every now and then that kind of thing would happen. It was some club owners are just assholes. And that's it. It doesn't matter it doesn't, who you are. Yeah, they're yeah. just going to be dicks. Um, yeah. And so I don't know that we got like overt sexism. We got more comments from audience members like, my wife dragged me and I didn't think it was going to be funny, but it was. Who You're knew? You're funny for women. Yeah, women can be funny too. <laughs> women can be and funny it, too. <laughs> we, would, we would graciously, like we try to be gracious and be like, well, thank you so much for coming. Yes. But then we would you. go back to the hotel that night and be like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> who says that to a yeah. person? And they think they're complimenting you. Yeah. You know, but just in case anyone is still wondering out there, because, you know, there were such people as Joan Rivers and Moms Mabley and Phyllis Diller, you know, mm-hmm. and that's not even including the people who are alive. Right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> right. I mean, these are so that, legendary women. Right. Of all sorts. Right. And not even just of comedy, just of everything. Right. Yeah. It's I'm like, why? Why are we? It's a silly, it's a silly argument you when know. people, well, we'd, we would do like podcasts or stuff on tour and they'd be like, you know, how, do, how can you be funny and be women at the same time? <laughs> we'd be like, how I don't know. How can you be so funny and you bleed every day? I know. How I do know. you do that? So we would, we would deal with that kind of uh, ridiculous yes. sexism. And then the only, the only other thing we could Is do. Is there a, would, a s- specific state that you find it I'm, more in? I mean, uh, <coughs> I hate, Florida? Yeah. Well, <coughs> um, the southern states <laughs> were, I don't know, it's hard to say. Yeah. Because sometimes we would do something where we, we would think it was super progressive. And then somebody would say so something. So I'm, I'm assuming you also get it from women. Yeah. 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 Older women. I mean, we did really well with the older women set. Our tour was very popular. Yeah. Uh, with with uh, grandmas loved us. The blue haireds. Uh, uh, all grandmas are, Yes. Because they're trying to dye their hair black again, but it's blue now. Something, yeah. Or they let the the school experiment or whatever. Yeah. Um, But yeah, the the shock that we were funny was was always entertaining to us. We're like, yeah. Well, I guess it's better to surprise people. Right. Right. Than underwhelm them. Right. (laughs) That's that's what my act is for. Right. So now... um, (laughs) Try to be underwhelming. We're doing this on... (laughs) Well, we try a little harder nowadays. So, mm. um, anyone looking for everything Carrie Gravenson, which you should be, guys. You should be. So, CarrieGravenson.com. Mm-hmm. Am I pronouncing that right? Gravenson. You know, a- she let me go through it, this whole I know. Hour. I didn't want... It's your show, so I didn't want to be but like... you're supposed to. I know, but it didn't It didn't come up. I mean, I didn't feel like there was a good... Because it sounds the, the way it's spelled. Yeah, but it's fine. You, I think you made it sound classier. Gravenson. It sounds. It sounds like Gravenson. Like I like. I I liked the way you were saying it, but officially, it's Gravenson. So Carrie, 
officially Gravenson. There it is. That's spelled exactly how it sounds. Grave. Right. Grave. N. N. Son. Son. There's two N's in Gravenson. Because <laughs> the people that always write it Graveson, even like best friends Graven. of mine. Yeah. Graven. Graven. Gravenson. Yeah. Dot com. Twitter. Twitter. We can find Twitter. 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 I carry Gravenson. Gravenson. See, I did it again. And the same thing on Instagram. Same thing on Instagram. There's only one of me, so. You don't care about Facebook. I'm on Facebook, but it that's... Who really? I'm kind I of, like to just automatically post there. Yeah, I'm phasing just it. Just send stuff I'm there. I'm phasing it out. I mean, I try to do all of it. Yeah, you can find me on Facebook. But I think my fans... The fans. I think the fans can follow like me. Way to find her. Yeah. Twitter. Twitter in the grams. Are you surprised at all by the support you've received so far? Um... Yeah, it's nice. I don't think you sh- should be. You're doing a great, marvelous thank job. Thank you. Thanks. Well, thank you so very much for joining me, Carrie. Thank you Gravenson. so much for having me. This was so much fun. This is the Junkin' Gym Hour. You can find about everything we do here at Radio Free Brooklyn at RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. Uh, stay tuned.